Hey everyone, turns out every time we record a new reader episode, something goes wrong. This time, the audio I heard in my headset was actually being picked up by the laptop microphone and not the really nice microphone that I'm using right now. So, sorry about the crappy audio in this episode, but this is a learning experience for us too, and now we know to check for that. So, thanks for understanding, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the end. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. It really is. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. I'm your host Ryan, and joining me today is Liz. Hey guys. And Brittany. Hello. So we are continuing our new reader series here on the Invincible Podcast. This is episode seven, um, and uh, I brought Liz and Brittany back in after they read more of Invincible. Um, how are you doing today? Doing good. I'm. It's late, so I'm a little bit tired, are, but... <laughs> yeah, we are recording a little later than normal, but, um, you know, I think we'll, we'll get through it. Um, where are these note cards? Uh, so, for those of you who are listening, um, if you haven't listened to the first one, back on episode five, um, Liz and Brittany read um, Invincible Volume 1. That's the hardcover collection, um, and that's the first 13 issues. Um, so they read the first 13 issues and they have never read Invincible before and, um, just wanted to get their impression. You know, uh, I hear a lot of, uh, people talk about a lot of fans of Invincible always say how great it would be to go back and reread Invincible for the first time and experience it all over again for the first time. And, um, I just wanted to kind of capture that a little bit by, you know, talking to them about it as they read it. So, uh, since, uh, within the last month, um, both Liz and Brittany have read Hardcover Volume 2, which is going to be, um, I think it's the first, or it's issues 14 through, let's see here, 14 through 24, um, and that includes the origins um, back up at the end of that. So, uh, as far as news, I mean, uh, Ryan Otley just did um, Dallas Con, it's a, a Dallas Con Comic Con, so his Twitter has been, uh, he's been posting a lot of really awesome sketches. Um, and actually, speaking of cons, TJ and I went to the Niagara Falls Comic Con uh, a couple days ago, and I grabbed this, which is really cool. This is the uh, script book, um, which uh, they image released, um, I think it's at 2006. It's the first, uh, it's a, it looks like a normal comic book, but it's the first six uh, issues of Invincible in script form. I just thought it was kind of cool. I'd show you guys. It's interesting. Um, there is a, a script example in the back of a couple of the hardcovers, but it's just kind of fun because it's full of like spelling errors. In, in the beginning of um, the first issue, uh, they actually call Mark Zach. I, I don't know. If, if I, I can't remember if he, his name was originally Zach or something instead of Mark. I don't ever remember. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. But it's still fun because it's neat seeing like, because what Kirkman does is he basically says, oh, draw this person, you know, holding a glass of orange juice as this person walks by. And then there's times where he's like, you know, oh, make him fighting this guy and punching him, you know, on the left side of the panel, but make it look cool. Make it look like he's not punching him too hard, but punching hard enough. Like, he does that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was just kind of fun who, to look through. Who actually writes the script? Robert Kirkman. Okay. Yeah. 
so it's not script book as in like a script for like a movie. These are this is what Robert Kirkman gives to Cordy Walker or to Ryan Otley to draw. To I draw. gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool. So it's actually what um, the artist sees before they draw it, and I just thought it was something neat. Maybe you guys would be interested to look at. I think that's a really cool process because I didn't even know. How? That, yeah, like how it really happens, or this is the way it originates because you just think, oh, this you say, oh, here's my story. They read it or. You know, they have some ideas and pictures, they relate it, but to be so... Detailed. Detailed. Yeah, yeah. detailed about it. Yeah. Like, it's it, kind of cool. He actually, like, writes out exactly, like... One thing that's amazing is he says, like, oh, page three is going to be four panels, wide panel, and it'll be like this. And then and then it'll be, like, you know, panel two is a small square panel. And then he'll actually map out the actual panels that he's doing. And then the artist will take what he's basically saying and make it, you know, into what it is. I can't, that kind of gives me a new respect for comic books in general because it's not I, not something I really ever thought about. Yeah, yeah I didn't think it was I, that involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to do an episode because, like, you know, Bill, TJ, I, like, we're, we're not super into comic books. We love Kirkman and Invincible especially, and, you know, we like comic books, but we don't know a ton about them, and I'd love to have an episode where I bring in uh, someone and we actually go in a little more in-depth onto, like, the process, like, inking, lettering, coloring, like, all those different steps, because there's several different people that go into making these, and um, I thought that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. So, sorry, one second. I am sweating! We got <laughs> hot in here! <laughs> taking clothes off! Woo! All right. <laughs> Are you going to cut that? No. That needs to go in the blurbs at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so, all right, so let's get started. We're going to start right off at the beginning of Hardcover Volume 2, which is issue 14. Now, uh, where we left off last time was Mark is kind of working for the government. He just defended Earth from his dad, who flew off into space. Um, the Guardians of the Globe have formed a new team, and um, one of the, like, biggest... Um, requests that both of you actually had. I re-listened to our, our previous uh, discussion um, earlier today, and one of the biggest, not complaints, but one of the things you both wanted to see more of was the team in action. So I loved the fact that the very first thing you saw in Volume 2 was them fighting the Flaxons. That's exactly what I thought. As soon as I started reading, I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, so we actually got to see them fighting, you know, it's not a very long fight, but it was cool seeing the Flaxons again. Well, especially, like, for Explode, I had, like I said, I had no idea what was really up with him or what his powers were. Yeah, do you know? Like, does he explain what his powers are at all? Like, did you know before this issue? No. no. Or I, before him? No. No, not at all. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. We didn't talk about that last time. Yeah, so that's, I was actually really interested in that, and then when they finally got to his origin story, I thought that was, you know, even... Yeah. It was a cool way to explore it even further. But okay, I was, yeah. I was glad to see because he was someone that annoyed me the most, especially with the whole cheating aspect and this uh-huh. and that. But then again, they still kind of justify the reasons behind this or if he's being annoying or brooding, you know, so I kind of, it made me like the character in a different way. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in, in this, in issue 14, I love this um, panel of uh, the, Mark and uh, Cecil have this discussion. And uh, we get to see Cecil use the teleporter for the first time. And I just love it. I think he, um, what was it? He says, uh, we just got it. It cost the taxpayers $5 million every time we use it. But I just had to try it. 
I just love it. Just to get a little bit of Cecil, because he starts to really play a prominent role in this in this volume. Yeah, well, I remember saying last time, too, I still didn't even know how to take Cecil, and I was a little bit weary of him and trusting him. Yeah, um, big but, government figure. Right, but, you know, starting to get to know him a little bit, and just even that, you know, comedic relief of him just teleporting, mm-hmm. you know, kind of lets me know that right now I can trust him. Yeah, that also shows the technology they have, and, you know... It's, this is a little bit further along than where we are yeah. in, in our world. Absolutely. So, um, and then uh, issue 14 also really introduces the um, uh, Debbie and what she's going through. Um, last episode when I talked to you guys, um, Liz, you especially said that, um, uh, or specifically said that you tried to relate to Debbie a little bit more because she is the female character and she's the mom. She's the one that, you know, you know, you wanted to relate to a little bit more, and then both of you were really devastated, especially after what happened at the mm-hmm. end of um, volume one. And this volume is really about, has a lot of her handling it. I mean, this is all about her handling it, and this is very much, you know, both Mark and her picking up the pieces of where Nolan left them. Oh, yeah. I, and again, it just shows how brutal Nolan's departure was and how his ru- words, like, really affected them and just seeing her struggling with drinking hiding drinking not taking care of herself her unkempt appearance there was all these things that were just so real and real life situations so I thought they did a really good job you know capturing that devastation of what just happened yeah having um art come over and kind of be there for her and to help her and you know (laughs) bring a drink to share with her yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's going on there (laughs) there were scenes um with uh, Art talking to Invincible, telling him, like, hey, you should really go home more, you yeah. know, check in on your mom, you know, because he's starting to go to college now. and That's right. Oh. So not only did, you know... Yeah, how Debbie long lose... has it been? It's been a couple weeks since you've been home. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, not only did she lose her husband, but now he's gone. So she's all by herself. They're, you know, they're airing the reenactments of the fight on TV, you mm-hmm. know, so she's seeing it all the time. Yeah, it's that constant replaying and then just everybody talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, and he still can't really talk to anybody else about it except for William, Yeah, you know, but he still doesn't even feel comfortable telling anybody or talking about it, so. and uh, Well, Debbie made a new friend. Yeah, because she, how did oh, she meet her again? Uh, it, was it was for the lawyer. books, yeah, for the for Nolan's books. That's right, because she was the yeah she was the the lawyer representative or something for the company to you know. And then her husband, I forgot his name. Super came Patriot. Up, yes, and yeah. he came up to the window for something and. Which is a tie-in comic. It's another comic from Image, so that's supposed to kind of be like in the same universe as Invincible. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so she mm-hmm. she has a friend who's also the wife of a superhero, um, so she has somebody. So I, I think this volume she started to come out of that. You know, she she got a new job, right? Like she, because she didn't she, have a job. She started to go to real estate, that's a real right. estate oh, that's program right. or something, yeah. where if she passed everything, then she could be a real estate agent. Yeah. So. so she's starting to try to like. It starts off very dark. Like Mark tries bringing Amber to the house, and she's passed out yeah, on the couch. Yeah. Shuffle her out, and. Yep, and uh, so it, this this volume had a big arc for her in terms of how she dealt with it, and you know where she ended up, you know, and I thought, you know, it was very realistic, very gritty, and kind of... Exactly. It, it just seems rough. Yeah. 
I um, I liked. You said you talked about Amber, so bringing her back up, I actually started to like her because, yeah. of course, I've always been like, oh, even invincible, like mm-hmm. Starcross lovers, maybe not always meant to be something. Like I always feel like they're meant to be. So I always just naturally didn't like Amber, but yeah, again, there's... I kind of liked her a little bit more. There was more that was happening yeah. that made me like her. I'm going to bring Amber up in a little bit because there's a point, because um, I try to go in uh, chronological as we mm-hmm. can, but Amber was awesome in this volume. I actually really liked her. Um, but I don't know, I think we're still in issue 14, um, but Bulletproof was introduced to the team. Um, he, he in Invincible's the... outfit? <laughs> yes, in Invincible's original outfit, that's right. Um, uh, Monstro has a little bit of a crush on him. I, I found that hysterical, <laughs> you know, because I didn't quite understand that she was older. I don't think it was ever really explained until th- that issue. Yeah, this in issue 15, um, Robot brings up his, her effect, uh, you know, uh, her flirting. Sort of, yeah, her infatuation. 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 Yeah. <laughs> With bulletproof, and she's she like kind of snaps at him and says, um, "I'm 26 years old," and that's like a oh yeah because like, you guys didn't know that did no. you? Well, her, it's Monster Girl, and she looks like a girl. Yeah, I thought she could be what 12. Oh wait, yeah. 20, 29. 29. Years old. That's right. Um, yeah, I love that. Surprise. So when she started hitting on him, I was like, <laughs> "Slow your roll, slow, girlfriend." Yeah. Got <laughs> a few that, years to go. I, I know. I felt the same way. I was like. What's happening here? So then when she finally explained, like, I have these desires and I don't know what to do with them. Then I felt really, really bad. Yeah. 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 And she's, like, uh, she says, if things keep going the way they are, I'm about eight years from infancy. So, um, so yeah, Robot, you know, takes a, a DNA sample and says that he's going to do something and try and help, help you know. But that just adds more character to Monster Girl, and I love that. And, like, you kind of already talked a little bit about not only with Rex but now her that origins issue kind of gave you even a little bit more you know so which is which is really cool and she's quickly shaping up to be one of the most interesting characters for me Mm -hmm. like I'm looking forward to seeing her grow throughout the series because I really like her there's something about her that I think is you know special or or unique so I'm I'm really I want to watch her I think she's going to be the one to keep an eye on yeah 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 um. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the part where um, oh, so yeah, Nolan he Mark. Um, no, Nolan the dad. He killed the king. Oh, so you're going oh, all the so way back. Yeah, yeah. So, so then um, we're talking about uh, I think it's Aquarius. Um, the uh. Can I just interject for a yes. moment? Because every single time I saw United States Pentagon parking in rear, but I, I laughed hysterically. <laughs> I so laughed at that one. What do you take that as? There's uh, no rear. Well, there's no rear, but I, I see it as government take it in the rear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Liz, so that's the way I always took it. And then I think it was uh, Matt, um, another friend of ours, who, who said, oh, it's because there's no rear. Yeah. like she, So like, it's so funny no that rear. both of you got both sides of it. The, like, I took it. Liz's way, like, hey, parking in the rear, um, and then you took it as the the fact that it's it's a, basically no a circle, rear, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Well, I like it, it's funny because I I know that, and I was like, well, is it supposed to be like a uh, yeah to government mm-hmm. or just because it's comical to yes. know that 
prepared to serve them. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah, there were. It, it was Mark had to marry the female. Yeah, I'm just trying to because find because his names. dad killed the king. Yes, it's Aquarius. Um, when your father killed the original guardians of the globe, their king Aquarius was killed. But I'm trying to find the name of their people. Like, what are they called? Underwater sea creatures. Yeah, I like the um, uh, the uh, is that a is that a force field? Yeah, but it only blocks water. You know, or it only blocks water. Walk through it, and Mark says like, "Heh, they had one of those in those crappy Star Wars flick." And he's like, "Yes, we know that was in um, Phantom Menace. I don't know the Gungans." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lethan is the guy's name. Lethan. Lethan. Yeah is the, like, the servant to the queen, you know, the right hand um, to the queen, and he's in love with her, and Mark has to go and, and you know... Defeat this. Yes, because, yeah, because he's the heir of the man who killed the, the king, um, so he has Which to... Which doesn't make any sense. Well, the best part, of course, is Lethem, or whatever he said his name was, trying to explain the whole ritual of what happens. Gross. I was like... Where do they come up with this stuff, first yeah. of all? <laughs> well, because it, it was like, um, uh, it was like, oh, no, you wear the dress. And it was like, oh, then you marry her right away. Oh, after you defeat the thing. Oh, and then you make love to her in front of everybody. And it just kept, like, <laughs> compounding and getting more and more ridiculous. Today. <laughs> yeah. Like, right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, then Mark goes and helps Lethan to actually be the one to, you know, get the honor. Um, yeah, a little fun little aside to see more of the... Uh, uh, um, Guardians of the Globe. <laughs> so, and then issue 15 ends with uh, uh, um, yeah. Mark and... Um, Eve. Or no, jeez. William. William and Eve. Issue 15 ends with William and Eve uh, in bed. And um, uh, they, they both... Yeah, because they're dating now. And, uh, and he, ha- <laughs> he really doesn't know... He doesn't know that she's she Adam does. Eve. No. Yeah. And they both kind of have this moment of realization where it's like, oh, you know about Mark? Wait, how do you know about Mark? And then he's like, so wait, you're Adam Eve? So that means you could fly? And, and hence the... This is so gay. <laughs> this is so gay. <laughs> so William getting to fly again. Um, and then and then Eve and uh, Mark share that later of, did you have to fly him around too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I know. That, that, I thought that was fun. So... Issue 16 was an interesting one. Um, what did you think at the start of this? This is the one that starts and, you know, Mark is talking to this dystopian-looking New York City about how, you know, him and his dad have taken over the, the world and it's resist or die. I was confused. I mean, yeah, I think you're supposed to be, yeah. It, um, like, I, I was, I actually went back and was like, did really? I miss something? Well, that's, honestly, that's what I did too because I had actually stopped right after the scene of William and Eve flying. So then I opened up to this issue. And so when I opened up this, I, I was sincerely, seriously like, I must have skipped something. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Yeah. So um, I I went back and I kind of went forward just to make sure. Mm-hmm. And then I saw there was like some normalcy. So I was like, okay, Something else is happening that I don't know about. Let's just kind of try to figure this out as I go. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I didn't like that at all. (laughs) My brother, actually, because I have him reading these, um, he actually, uh, I had talked to him, and he was currently at this issue, and he's like, 
did I miss something? Like, did was there something? I don't really know what's going on. Like, just trust me. Keep reading. You'll see. Yeah. So you, we get introduced to Angstrom Levy, um, this guy who has the ability to... Um, Move through dimensions. Yeah, exactly. So he was actually um, picking up the version of himself that lived in this dimension in which Mark and his dad had taken over. So it's almost like we got to see a sneak peek at what... What could have what happened. Exactly. Yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. And I like his character a lot. Like, what a cool ability yeah. to have. And then... Like, the things that he says sometimes, like, oh, there's a million other, you know, versions of you, or there's this, and, like, there's a whole universe filled with this. It's... And just for him to, you know, to have a power in general and to go through dimensions, what a cool opportunity. But then to do what he did and take it a step further and think about collecting them so the, he can yeah so he can go through all the different dimensions yeah because right now he says like that's a, it, it's a cool ability because he can't go anywhere in that other dimension he stays in the same spot so he leaves like marks like the red X or something to show like oh this is where I parked the truck you know yes. so he knows mm-hmm. in this dimension he stays in the same spot so like here we are in my house but if we were to go through another dimension. We'd be on the same spot on Earth, but there might not be a house here. Might be a train station. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that's a really cool, like, problem with his power. Like, it's not too overpowered. He can't just appear anywhere. Right. Um, But that's neat because uh, he wants the knowledge of all the world, so he knows what he's getting into. It's not like he's just stepping into a wall, you know? Exactly. Um, And then he comes back to uh, an invasion from an alien race. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't remember what happened here. I remember reading something at one point that explained this, but the Guardians of the Globe are fighting an alien race, and then all of a sudden there's what looks to be a person shooting across the sky, and then all the aliens retreat, and it's over. And they just say, you know, oh, something something else must, must have stopped them. And they go, huh, all right. And they, that, they just move on. That's it. Which I like because it's like, hey... Sometimes you're not the one to stop them. There's somebody else. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. But not to spoil it for you guys, but we don't find out what that is. That's Mm. that's just it's It's not a tie-in from another comic. I think it is. Okay. No, I think it is a tie-in from another comic, but I don't remember what it was. Right. Okay. If I did, I would say right now, hey, that's when so and so flew across in that one issue. One of the listeners right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you know, email me. Let me know. I, I I don't remember what it was, and I tried looking it up, and I couldn't find it. So. Um, I didn't even realize, though, that it looked like a person until you said it. You know, yeah, but it, it does. Kinda it kind of does. Yeah. yeah. So. Wasn't that how Superman came to Earth? There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has been unfoiled. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting, um, Robot getting fired, though, because... I was sad. Yeah? I like Robot. Well... His face always looks so menacing. It's really hard for me. No, I like him. Because <laughs> I always feel like... No, I do like him too, but he does. He has a very menacing look. It's very skeletal. That's the thing. It looks like a skull, kind of. And it must remind me of the Red Skull from Captain America. Because that <laughs> was like one of the worst villains for me growing up. But I... Um, of course, they had to promote... What's it? What's his name? Immortal. Immortal. Yeah, it makes sense. It does, but I feel like, well, then we get a sneak peek at Robot and some other things that he's doing that I'm not too sure about. So there sure are some about. shady stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, so my feelings are right, you know? So, uh... <laughs> I still, he's trying to help out 
Monster Girl and yes, he does. Good I think things. it is intentionally unclear of yeah. what his motives are. Well, and, he's not uh, supposed to have like feelings and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, he's fired because the team isn't as quick as before, and um, they're not as responsive enough, and they're not nearly as strong. So they said that you know having a mortal on the team will help out. You know they've got bulletproof now, so they're he's, they're making changes to the team. So. But in the wake of uh, cleaning up from that alien invasion, um, we get introduced to Titan, or I should say reintroduced. Um, does he look familiar to either of you? No? Yeah, honestly. Here's another really little... Good. Oh, I turned right to it. Look at that. Um, issue one. When Mark goes to stop a bank robbery. Oh, yeah. He stops the bank robbery from Titan and two thugs. I can't say that I remembered it, but no, now that you yeah. showed me, yeah. yeah. That's just another one of those little things. There's not as many of those little things, uh, you know, those things become a little bit more... Because they talk between. about how they had seen each other before, met before. Oh, yeah, he does, actually. So, that's, that now it all makes sense. Yeah. Like, are you ready for it again? Yeah, and, 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 yeah and Mark uh, uh, assumes that he's stealing again. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, uh, he, he kind of recruits Titan to, you know, why don't you just help us instead? You're strong, like, you should be helping us. Um, but we find out later that, um, Titan actually uh, needs a hand bringing down a mob boss. What? Why are you shaking your head? I'm shaking my head because that was a, mo a moment too where I was really excited about the, the partnership, what was happening. I thought it was really cool. And then of course, what's the mob boss? Machine, Machine head? head? Machine yep. head. So... Just seeing him go down was like, yay, one for the good guys. And then they show the guy that can reappear, disappear. Um, isotope. Isotope. Okay, all of a sudden he reappeared and he's talking to the boss. And it's it's Titan. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of awesome, but very disappointing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was awesome, the saber-toothed tiger guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is Battle Beast. Battle Beast, yep, yeah. saber-toothed tiger. I, I love the villains in this um, in this issue, uh, the issue in which, you know, um, yeah, Titan, they're, they're Titan really goes cool to looking. fight Machine Head. You, you got, let's see, Battle Beast, Magnatac, um, uh, let's see, what is this one? Kursk. I love that. He's some kind of electricity powers. I'm not clear on the specifics. He's deadly, and that's really all that matters. Um, but it, I just like that he comes straight from Russia, and you can't understand what he's saying. Um, Furnace. Um, Which we've seen before. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And he actually says during the fight, he's like, do you know how long it took for me to repair that or that's something? That's right. Yeah, his, his armor. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then Magnatech, which I love at the beginning of the fight. He just kind of falls through the floor. <laughs> he's totally useless. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Tether Tyrant, who has some kind of, like, it looks like bubble gum coming Plasma out. Plasma coming from his center they, core. They all remind me of different shows when I, when I was a kid. Really? Like, each character. You, you don't get that in any of them? Like, like each like character the, had their own... the saber-toothed guy. That, that had to have been a cartoon somewhere. <laughs> Thundercats? Thank you. Uh-huh. You think of Battle Beast is kind of Thundercats? Yeah. Like? Yes. And Absolutely. then the guy yeah. with the pink stuff coming out of his chest, I don't know, I just instantly thought of Ninja Turtles with Brain. Oh, Crane. Oh, Crane. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You. Okay, yeah. You know, big guy and with a pink thing in his chest. The other guy, the bald guy, he looks like the, the guy from... Um, the last airbender. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, um, dang. So Magma, Magma Attack. Oh, that's a Transformer. Mag, I'm sorry, Magmaniac. That's oh, wait, name. no, that's like Shredder. 
Okay, so yeah, Magnatech is like Shredder, okay. And he does shoot metal, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he has like metal plates that he's like, that he manipulates, manipulates because of mag- magnets. I got nothing for the Russian guy. The Russian guy is kind of like a, it's kind of like Shocker from Spider-Man or something. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more like, I don't know. Yeah. And, then, and then Furnace, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's standard. We've seen yeah. plenty of furnace, like a big daddy. but I like that they're like I don't really know all the things they can do, but yeah, machine head. He's just like yeah, here you go. And then I mean, and I did like the introduction to all the villains because I feel like it, it again showed that this universe is full of heroes and villains and how serious it is, yeah. and the fact that they took down Invincible. Like, again, it shows, like, how young he still is and learning his powers and how to use them. And he can be really, like, hurt very badly. Oh, yeah. He's so, not invincible, but... Yeah. yeah. Oh, he even says that, too. Oh, yeah. Didn't he say, like... Yeah. I think I'm, I, I might think that was at the my end name of this, or something yeah. like that. Okay. Like, at the end of this uh, volume, he says, I, I think I had to change my name. it was him that said it or someone else suggested it, but it was actually mm-hmm. Mark. It probably happened Aww. before. Poor guy. <laughs> And then kind of going back to Mark and Amber, we um, we got a lot of their relationship in this issue. Now, earlier, um, you were talking about how much you liked her in this in this volume. Um, For me, I think it just stemmed from her trying to understand Mark, give him the benefit of the doubt, um, really kind of see things from his point of view. And I feel like that comes from a really caring loving place so instead of her being that you know annoying girl that's taking him away from eve she actually became a real person to me yeah um i still found her annoying well it's terrible to say because i think she's supposed to be that like tad bit annoying yeah but as far as like liking her as a character it, it evolved for me yeah i don't i'm i'm i don't like her yet I really liked um, her talking to um, William and Eve and saying, like, I think there's something wrong. <laughs> I really think he's selling drugs. <laughs> and everyone's just bursting out laughing. Yeah. And <laughs> like, she, if you only freaking knew. <laughs> yeah. And then she tells her other friends and, uh, like, she has, you know, she has all these doubts because she's seeing what's going on. He's disappearing for weeks at a time. Missing a lot of school, coming yep. school. Yep. He's randomly, he's got a beeper. He just yeah. up and disappears. He's late for everything. He leaves early from everything. Yeah, um, and there's there's several scenes where he shows up for to, to be with her, and he's like, "Oh, well, I gotta go," or his beeper will go off. So you can see why that behavior is, or why she thinks he's selling drugs. Yes, yeah, and um, and the the day that you know he disappears, he just jumps out of the window, and uh, when he comes back, she's asleep, and she's like. Tell me you're invincible right now or I'll call the police. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm invincible. Yeah. And uh, I just love that. And, you know, she's like, prove it. And he, like, instantly changes his costume, turns the light on. And I just love that, like, they, it just seems, it's like a very happy moment. Because even if you don't really like her that much, it's just, it's a kind of a feel-good thing. Like, he kind of won something in a way because he's got the girl and he's and the girl understands. You know, like... She's okay with it. And then we got an awesome issue where it's called Issue Zero. This was kind of a, you know, a jumping on point for new readers to 
if you hadn't been reading the series, check out this new comic, and it kind of I catches you why up. I it said zero. Like, yeah. that confused yeah. me. There's a couple issues that you'll find throughout the entire series in which they kind of hey, say, like, hey, this is everything that's happened so far. Just kind of refresh, or it's a good jumping-on point for new readers. Gotcha. Um, well, they, they put that in short right after the lights went out, right? Let's give them like, some privacy. Let's give them some privacy. Yes. That's when they got into that. Yeah. And um, it was just... I, it's I a family it was, issue. Yeah, it's a family comic after all. <laughs> yes. Um, as we see Nolan putting his arm through Immortal's chest on this page. Um, but it's a family issue. But it's a family. Uh, so I loved the conversation between him and... Um, uh, Amber. Amber, because he, like, breaks down. He cries... He like, lets his heart out. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, you don't see that. Yeah, just seeing the illustration at this point where, like, he is, there's tears flowing down from his eyes. He's using his whole hand to wipe them. So, you know, it's just, like, completely flowing out. And, and, and Ember's telling him to stop. But he's like, no, I have to do this. I have to get it out. he hasn't, his mom He has, hasn't talked to his mom about it. Exactly. And she's kind of been, she has art and she has her drinking, her drinking. unfortunately. And now she has a friend, mm-hmm. and she's kind of, you're seeing her emotions through it. But what has Mark done since his dad left? He's been trying Nothing. to be strong. And he's and fighting. And exactly. Not dealing with it emotionally at all. Exactly. So in another turning point from, you know, not a turning point, but another, you know, a great moment of writing in the series is he's doing that, the thing where he wants to be tough and kind of, kind of, not tuck it aside, but he's, he's kind of not letting it come to the surface and he gets to do that with amber and it was a great moment and um you know he gets oh to, wait uh, no yeah that's that, the part yeah yeah, yeah. At, at the end of this issue him and uh him and amber gets to uh, superpowers baby is that what he says well, well yes but how'd you do that <laughs> superpowers baby yeah. but they also finally say i love you to each other that's right so that was that that was moment a big moment all around. So I, 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 I liked Amber in this. I, liked mm-hmm. her. I thought it was a good arc for her as well. Um, well, even going back to her conversation with her friend in the diner, where she's like, oh, it, how could it be a superhero? But she's realizing mm-hmm. that he is a superhero, yeah, but she, she has to kind of like play it off. It's like, haha, that's so silly. Yeah, she <laughs> figured it out right yeah. before he told her. You know what I mean? Obviously him jumping out the window was a pretty big clue, but her friend like kind of laughing it off and her being like, Holy moly, you're right. Wait a minute. <laughs> so I like that because she had to quick think on her feet and be like, oh no, he really is a superhero, but I can't let you know or anybody else exactly. know. This is a secret. So I liked how she kind of covered her tracks quickly. So I thought that was good for her character. So now before um, <laughs> before we you know take a break from Mark and Amber and go visit Alan, um, before Mark uh, tells Amber his secret... Um, one of the reasons why he was, you know, disappearing for weeks on end or whatever is because he actually flew to Mars. So he got the call from Cecil, and um, he was asked to go up to um, Mars with the astronauts and uh, kind of be, like, just kind of a lookout for them because, um, you know, there's the, the Martian race is kind of there and they're unpredictable right now. Um, yeah, because they, everything that happened with you know Nolan killing their leader. So now we also get to see we've got to see the um, I don't know the name of them the Aquarius, Aquarius you know the King Aquarius yeah. and uh, the underwater nation and um, now we also get to see the you know 
the Martian um, civilization. Because didn't Cecil say like it's their goal to be able to inhabit Mars at some point? Mm. Oh, like, yeah. exactly. He said he wants to keep communications like, like keep things good. You know, keep relationships like amicable. Yeah, yeah, keep the relationships. Allies. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he wants Mark to just kind of go there and keep an eye on things. Okay. Um, so he, his mom packs him a sandwich, which, <laughs> he can't which, really... which turns into a space rock, <laughs> but he still eats it. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the, the, the Mars mission? Um, you got the sequids, these little, these little aliens that, um, attach to people, but I mean like the end of this. Well, the ending, I thought that was cool. I was like, oh yes, that's going to be like villain... Yeah, he's gonna be awesome. The the sequids, like, for me too, because they said something very specific of how dangerous they are, and so you know that since they now have this life form that they've been able to attach to, they have a controlled mind. They have a controlled mind, yeah, like a and, unified mind. Yes, yeah. and that's what they need. So then I was confused because I see all of. The astronauts, they got safely back to their shuttle, but then there's the one left. But also there's, um, I don't know why that's funny. The suits are different. So thank you, Brittany, for catching that, because I did not the first few times. Yeah. And it's a very subtle thing, and they've talked about it, and like the, the letters column and stuff like that. Well, that's why he looks back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch okay. that. So, like, um, it's a common thing that people always miss. Like, the, the astronaut in the middle on their way back um, looks left and right to get the suit right. Because mm -hmm. he's a Martian, and he's shape-changed into be one of the astronauts, but he didn't get it quite right because he couldn't see the details. So once he's on the ship, he looks left and right and quickly fixes it. To... But then, I, Yeah, I didn't realize until the very next page, like... like oh, one of them's left behind. <laughs> yeah. So and this, well, this this is where I had the question: is the one that shape shifted? He's just an alien that's on the planet. Mm -hmm. The sequid guy is someone completely different that we might see. Well, we're probably going to see him later. But can he talk to the person that was the shapeshifter, or no. are they complete? They're completely yeah, different, they're, right? They're completely different. Okay. So we have two characters now: one who is a Martian shapeshifter mm -hmm. on Earth pretending to be Russ Wooten, the astronaut who went to Mars. And then we also have the actual Russ Wooten, who is now on Mars under secret control. Perfect. That's that's the only place that I needed a slight clarification yeah. because I was like, how did the Martian know that he got left behind to, you know, and yeah. to be able to take his shape? So that's where I was just kind of like, Wanted to make sure I understood everything that was going on. Because I don't see him as a threat. No, like, The Martian guy, you know, like yeah. the sequid. Oh, yeah. Russ the Martian guy just got a free ride. He just came to Earth, you know. He's like, I'm going to check this place out. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to come in and mess up him up. <laughs> like, he, he's already messed up Russ's job, right? Right, yeah. Like, he already got him fired and everything. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he's going to realize it's way too hard to live on Earth. <laughs> um, we also get uh, Eve breaking up with William. Um, and yeah. this is just the point where she realizes she wants to be, be something more, right? So yeah, so we get to um, we get the scene with um, Eve talking to Mark, 
um, and saying that she's done. She's done being a superhero. And what did you think of that? Like her, her reasonings, what she wants to do now? I get it. I felt bad. Because, like, I, I still want to see Mark and, and Eve together. Thank you. Thank you. And did you know she has different earrings with, with every, like, scene? Within like, the same scene? With, uh, if we go back. See, so her earrings, if we go back to where she's talking to... The first time she walks in the room? No. Nope. When she's breaking up with William. Oh. They she's put, in the same outfit. But they put different earrings on her. Maybe not. Trust me on this. Yeah, I've I believe it. you. I trust you. <laughs> you notice my I don't, details. I, know, I don't notice no. those things. I remember actually um, uh, Ryan Otley, the artist, currently is, um, it was like a year or so ago, he said something on Twitter about trying to figure out how to draw, like, earrings for somebody. <laughs> and uh, he was, like, playing around with designs and stuff like that. And uh, it was just funny. Maybe it was that. Maybe. Um, yeah, but... But he- yeah, so she, she decides to quit. Yeah, her conversation with Mark, I felt like, was very real and was just, like, that hello moment of, you're a superhero. And when she says, do you even know what I can do with my powers? I can rearrange atoms. Like, I was like, oh. Yeah, another moment. You didn't know until now what she actually does. I thought she could just fly around, maybe had more strength. And shoot pink stuff. Yeah, that's what what Rex said. She's like, Rex thinks I just make pink stuff or something like (laughs) that. So, to... I think that's, you know, what we would want a superhero to do is to try to make a real difference. So I, I like that she reached that point and, was, and wanted to do something more. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, very real, like you said. She wants to go to Africa and help actually save people and use her powers for good. Mm-hmm. Um, we also got the return of the garbage oh, okay. bag. Okay, no, I remember that now. You know, when I started reading the beginning of this issue... And so I was, like, somewhere in London. I thought it was, like, Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, guess I was looking at it, too. I was trying to figure out, you know, yeah, if they were, like, zombies or something. But I was just, oh, that's how someone's <laughs> British must look. And um, <laughs> and then when he gets hit with, what, the graduation cap? The graduation cap, yeah. And then I noticed the garbage bag sitting there. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's hysterical. And, yeah, and then he's, like, crowned king or something. Or he's... <laughs> The sky god's chosen, uh, yeah. a true ruler of Earth. And, yeah. Dude's cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny to, to see that come back up again. And, you know. In London. Well, the, and the fact that now that he's done this twice, I feel like more things will just keep showing up or they're going to play on it They're going to keep going back to Yeah, why not? See, we're starting to figure out Kirkman's writing style. And he doesn't do anything once or subtly or by accident like everything will come back everything has a purpose and, and those a reason are, yeah that's why you fall in love with the writer yeah, you know like yeah. you, you look for those little things or that thing oh this is so gay with flying like yeah <laughs> like you get the joke yeah, yeah you're part you're part of it yes exactly <laughs> um so we uh, another thing that happened um to cause uh, amber to doubt mark and his intentions with her was him leaving um, to save her from the Rhiannon that uh, Oh, when escaped. he was starting college. That's yeah, right. so at the college. And she got pissed off because he left her, but really he went to save her. Um, so the Rhiannon was were reintroduced in this uh, series. Um, we've... Oh, sorry. no, I was going to say, because we met him in his college class. He came in and was all pompous, though. 
one that was creating them, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, oh, okay. So D.A. Sinclair, Sinclair, D.A. Sinclair. That's his name. Um, the big gap in the CVI, like mm -hmm. you were saying. Um, we find out that he he's actually like a student there. Is actually um creating these reanimen, and he gets the brilliant idea to uh do a live subject. So they take um. Uh, Rick Sheridan, which is a friend that they they meet at college, right? Yeah, he showed him around the college. Yeah, the when first they first day. went to go. That's right. That. And there was the first attack, and that was and, yeah. yeah. And um, and so you know, poor Rick Sheridan, but he's been turned into a reanimate, um, and that's the last we see of him, right? For yeah. We don't we don't find out what happened to Rick yet. Um, and but that guy wasn't he his roommate? Yeah, like he knocked, Rick, like yeah he knocked him out. you're right. Uh, D.A. Sinclair is Rick Sheridan's roommate. So yeah. when, when Rick came home one night, he, he got attacked him. <laughs> yep. I shouldn't laugh about it, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a evil genius. I'll, I'll enjoy reading about it. Well, the other thing, too, when you're flipping through that I saw, I remember we talked about stuff with Robot and... Him saying, oh, let's get started. Yeah, so there's a, a, a quick scene where Robot walks into a building. Like, it's all very, like, futuristic looking. And he kneels down. And someone says, okay, Robot. And his chest opens up. And there's this, I don't know, creature. Blob. Yeah, thing that says, let's get started. And we don't know where that goes yet. Um, we also got to see Darkwing in that issue. Um, so again, you know, coming back to seeing more of the Guardians of the Globe... Um, uh, now we get to see a little bit of what Darkwing was like, and I like how they make a joke calling him kind of the sidekick, but they don't like that term because this is essentially Robin. Hero support? Yeah, hero support. Um, so, uh, we see him, uh, he actually killed these two thugs, um, when, uh, Invincible shows up to, you know, but see what's it, going on. Those, again, I was confused, though, because I was like, I thought he was dead. But then, Darkwing? You, yeah, yeah, but then when you got to the joke of the sidekick, I was like, oh, okay, so someone's pretending to be him. I really didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they say it in there. Yeah. yeah it, they... took, it took me a second for that one, too, because I think I was just so stuck on, I think he's dead. Yeah, he was called, <laughs> he was, he was called Night Boy, and he was his assistant. And yeah. Mark's like, don't you mean sidekick? Um, but he killed these two thugs. Um, those are the two thugs that you see in Volume 1 when you see a little bit of the... Uh, when it's going through all the Guardians and it shows like the Warrior Woman, it shows all of them. Those two thugs are shown um, um, earlier on, but it was just another little callback to them. Um, and then, yeah, he, he gets captured and, you know, yeah, brought into the dark shadow world. And then the sidekick gets all scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now kind of catching back up to where we left... Um, Amber and uh, Mark, um, we get a whole issue with Alan. And this is the only time you guys got to see Alan, because last volume, um, uh, Alan, you know, talked with Mark, and they sat down on the moon and discussed everything that was going on, that there's a Voltramite, that, you know, he was taken off to go, um, you know, he, he left Earth, and there was a Voltramite that was actually good on Earth, and so Alan took off to go tell the planet of Telescria, the coalition, um, you know, which is kind of like this community of, of um, you know, all these different races that kind of, you know, work together. It's kind of like a global government or a universal government. You get to see a sneak a little 
benefit of the Star Trek guys mm -hmm. in the background here. Um, so yeah, and then this, you know, we got to see Alan and his girlfriend, Talia, and... Up to no good. Up to no good, and then... Pressuring yeah. him into making great decisions. Mm-hmm, and it, it, the reader has to sit outside the door because there's nobody to turn to. Um, but we get to see a Voltramite attack. And this is the first time you guys get to see a Voltramite attack since Nolan beating up Mark. And it made me just as angry. I mean... You know, it, just brutal, bloody, mm -hmm. couldn't even. He looks like he's the guy on Green Lantern. Who turns yellow? Sinestro. Yeah. So one of the Voltramites looks like Sinestro. <laughs> he does kind of. It's the mustache and the, the black hairline. Um, yeah, but again, you just can see how vicious and angry and yeah. controlling I mean, his insides are floating in space. He has no arm. He took an arm off. Yeah, they took an arm off. Like, mm -hmm. his eye was I, I thought for sure. I thought he was dead. He was a goner. Yeah. But I, like, I said, I really liked him, and I think they built him up way too much to kill him. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I hope they have the technology to yeah. save him, clone him, do something to that respect. So Yeah, so he is in, a, in, in being repaired. He is going to heal. Um, and we will see more of Alan. Um, but there's a mole in the coalition. Is it the green guy? Because to me, he seemed like he was up to no good. This tiny little <laughs> snivelly man. The green guy? Yeah. Uh, oh, on the coalition? Yes, yes. He looks like a ninja turtle. Mm -hmm. He's wearing oh. like a warrior helmet. This guy. Yeah. That guy actually makes a reference to Tech, tech Jacket, um, which is another spinoff series. Huh. But you'll huh. see Tech Jacket. That's a character that kind of had its own spin-off series and kind of worked its way into Invincible, and you'll see that character, actually. But okay, cool. I'm not going to tell you who the mole is. Okay. So, um, and then that's it. We've got one more issue, um, and uh, that's the issue where we pretty much get a whole lot of angstrom. Um, he's uh, hired the um, Mahler twins. Now, throughout this volume, him and the Mahler twins are going, uh, well, he's going dimension to dimension, and like you said at the beginning of the podcast about um, him gathering all the different minds, and he wants to have knowledge of all the different universes. And uh, at one point he said he actually left all the guy, all, all of his duplicates in a universe in which uh, a Y chromosome like messed up and there was only women. Um, that's a reference to uh, a comic book <laughs> called man. Why the Last Man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you've heard of it, because yes. I think Bill read it. Yes. Yeah, so that was another little oh. nod to that. Um, I didn't realize until you said it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his goal is he got the Mahler twins to build him this machine, and he's going to transfer all of their, their memories and everything and their knowledge of their universe into his brain. But just the look on the twins' face, and I remember them saying, like, oh... You know, we have our own plans and this and that. So I always thought, even though they're doing this for Angstrom, mm -hmm. you know, they're still up to their own little sneaky bit well, and they did, And they did get something out of it. And we don't find out until Mark shows up to stop them. Because yeah. Mark immediately assumes that, you know... It's them that, that are doing terrible things. Exactly. Yeah. And Angstrom is telling him, is telling the Mullers to stop beating him up. And he doesn't want, you know, this boy's blood... You know, on his hands. On his and, hands yes. and everything like that. Um, but Mark stops... The, well, no, Mark doesn't stop the machine. Um, Angstrom pulls the helmet off. And, you know, one of the Mulder twins says, no, you have to stop this. 
Um, meanwhile, we find out that the molars have a ton of, you know, alternate dimension molar twins um, that have come to help fight. And, uh, you know, they don't want to stop beating them up. And so Angstrom pulls the helmet off and there's an explosion. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, we get uh, 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 Mark getting beat up. And I think that's the point in which he says, you know, he shouldn't be called invincible anymore. I'm changing his name. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just seeing everybody from the explosion in ashes, just like sitting there. You know, I thought yep. that just. And there's only one of the Mahler twins left. He's scarred he's half, halfway. Yeah, he's half burnt. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then we get Angstrom crawling out of the wreckage. And what do you think of that? What he's like now? Well, he just looks like a brain. He does look like a brain, and he's pissed off at Invincible. Yes. He's saying that... But he's the one who made the choice to take off the helmet. Like, mm -hmm. it was his his choice to do all this, and to... Well, he came in busting in, mm -hmm. trying to save the day. It sounds as though he's confused, though. He's thinking, no, no, it was him. It was him that stopped it. Like, he's convinced himself that it was Invincible that stopped it, that he didn't pull the helmet off, and that he's got this vendetta against Invincible now. And, you know, he wants to hunt down Invincible um, and find him. So. And that's dangerous because he can go from dimension to dimension and get all of the Invincibles mm -hmm. gone. <laughs> so that's, that's where the main issues end. Um, we've got Angstrom Levy. He takes off. He wants to hunt down Invincible. Um, Invincible just got his... Butt kick from yeah, butt kick from the explosion. Um, we'll talk a little bit about origins now. Origins is this little um, backup that was in the back of um, that issue at the end of Hardcover Volume Two, and um, we get a little bit of you know origins for different characters now. Monster Girl is this is this still Otley? This, I, I noticed that this looked completely. That's a great question. Different. It is not Otley. Okay. It doesn't look like it. Let me double check. It's, more, it's a little bit more detailed. Yeah, I, did, I just noticed it was different. So I didn't know if they did that because of to it me, being like an origin comic. Yeah, to me it looks like almost every origin was drawn by a different person and yeah. even colored by a different person. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I will have to look into that. But um, uh, Oh, yeah, origin stories. Um, Yes, each one was done by a different artist. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, that is cool. What did you guys think? I I actually loved the origins. When I started, when I actually got to that point, I was like, oh, again, this is what you wanted, what I wanted more of, mm -hmm. you know, just to get to know everybody. And because right now in this point, too, there's so many different storylines happening and characters introduced. It helped me be able to differentiate between people mm -hmm. and really you get to know them. I'm trying to. I'm dying. Like, dude, it's fucking hot in here. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm sweating like a whore. <laughs> I don't even know if that's going to help. We're almost done, though. If you want to open that door. So, I no, honestly, I really um, I liked getting to the origins because that, that's what I was waiting to find out more about them. And exactly. Like, even with the first... Vol volume, yeah. um, 
you didn't know anything about it and to appreciate them that much more. And that was one thing you talked about a lot about in the first volume. Yeah, like I wanted to get to know them. I wanted to see what they could do. But in order to even understand that, you got to know where they come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monster Girl, we find out she was cursed by a witch. Um, Wasn't it her grandma? It was, like, I, I thought it was, it was like her it was No, member. it was the um, her boyfriend's grandmother, great-something yeah. okay. witch, gypsy woman. <laughs> yeah, and, you know... I thought that was really cool, getting to see more of her and all of that. Um, we got to see Rex Bloat, and you talked a little bit about this, and you're doing yeah, a sad face. I am yeah. doing sad face, because I'm looking at the specific page where Rex goes back to see his family, and he realizes that his parents have completely moved on, mm-hmm. they have children, they forgot about him. I mean, they gave him up. Yeah. You know, some government man came and said, you know, all you have to do is give me your son and you can start over mm-hmm. and give you whatever you want. And they said, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he became like this government experiment and anything he touches, he can, you know, like charge up to be an explosion. Um, and I just love the last line on this. Like, it doesn't make up for everything he's done, but maybe you'll be just a little bit more understanding the next time he goes and makes an ass of himself. Mm-hmm. So have a, little, you know, have a little compassion next time he's acting like a jerk. Um, so it is great because it takes that character that you think is a jerk and an ass. Mm-hmm. And kind of Cheater. Yeah. Yep. And kind of tells you why. Um, I love the immortal. This was my favorite one because I was, when I was reading it and all of a sudden I saw the Abe Lincoln hat, I was like, really? <laughs> it, it, it made sense. And yeah. so, of course, I had to text Billy right away. I was like. Abe Lincoln, no way. He's like, I kept telling you, who does he look like? And I kept naming off all these other people. And I don't know why that ever crossed my mind, because now that I can't unsee it. Yep. Yep. I love that. And it makes sense. He's been alive forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sorry sorry about the cars driving in the background. I had to open a window. It's it's so hot in here. Um, then yeah. we've got... My favorite was Duplicate in that story. Duplicate? Yeah. Because yeah. you also get to find out that she She's has... A, twin. a brother. Yeah. Which makes sense that Duplicate is a twin, twin yeah. and not only that, but her brother's name is Paul, because it's multiple, <laughs> multiple, I love it, but we don't know the whereabouts of multiple. Or he's evil. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of alluded yeah. To, yeah. to that. And then last but not least, My we get favorite. Adam Eve, and the fact that she was um, kind of, she was a... Uh, government experiment that was um, uh, secretly given to a, a, a husband and wife who had a miscarriage, um, and uh, you know they believe they lost the baby, and uh, she kind of grows up with this family and discovers her powers, and um, and I like that there's that doctor that watches out for her. Yeah. you know it wasn't just like oh I I switched you was out it? for this mm-hmm. you know to this family mm-hmm. it's he's making sure that she stays safe. So mm-hmm. he plays a pretty big role in her life. Yeah. And um, She wasn't just another test subject. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took me a little bit to realize, like at first I didn't like him, you know, like seeing him in the hallway or in the doorway, just the way that he looked. I don't know. I felt like he was... Yeah, a little creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. Something wasn't going on. But then to realize he actually saved her and... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I like the part where she's like, but I wanted a cheeseburger. And she turns <laughs> yep. her food into a cheeseburger. I just, to me, that was really cool. So I, I yeah. look forward to her. And at the end of that, it, you know, it says that uh, 
you know, that's a story for another time. I will tell you that there is um, more side stories for uh, Rexplode and Adam Eves, and I think I'm going to have you guys read those soon. Um, it was kind of done as a separate thing. Yeah. Um, pretty short, um, so we'll, we'll be able to talk about that um, on another podcast, because I think those... Um, those tie into this, the, the series. I think those are an important tie in to, to read. Um, so that does it. Um, we're wrapping up here. Is there any closing thoughts or, or what on the well, second I'm, volume? I, yeah, I'm trying to think as far as what's going to be going on for the next one. Um, I was trying to think of maybe some predictions. Yeah. But I, I really don't know. Yeah, this one kind of has me having no clue of what's next because now there's so much story introduced mm-hmm. that I'm kind of like, oh, where are they going to, where are they going to go mm-hmm. next? I mean, I hope I see some more of Angstrom. Maybe hopefully get a little bit more of him, but I don't know if he's going to be gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm hoping we'll get to see Nolan at some point, even if he's back on his planet or if he's hiding out somewhere, mm-hmm. just kind of like get to see him again. That would be really cool. Um, and then just more of the team. Yeah. Seeing them kind of rebuild. Um, Brittany, any other thing? Any other predictions or thoughts or hopes for the, for the rest? I think that Ang- Angstrom, he's going to team up with that mob guy. Mm. The Titan. Because now he's like out for Invincible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. Cool. Um, now, I just want to wrap up by. Uh, in the back of the hardcover volume two, there's an afterword by Robert Kirkman. And I just want to touch on this because I think this wraps this up very, very good. Um, very good. Wraps up very well. Um, but uh, Kirkman says, simply put, this book became a bit of a mess, and that's exactly how I wanted it. Uh, now every issue gives you another piece of the puzzle, another glimpse of things to come. And now every, and, and every now and then a resolution to something that's been hanging over our heads for at least a few issues. I love these issues, and they accomplish. Sorry about the truck. <laughs> and what they accomplish, and what they lead up to. I love the fact that there are dozens of events in in this volume alone, and that are leading to big events that a casual reader might not have even noticed them, and will certainly have no clue exactly what the big events are. But if you read it again, you'll start to notice more stuff. You'll start to see the big picture. Starting with this volume of Invincible becomes the, starting with this volume. Invincible becomes the book I always wanted it to be. Um, he talks about. Basically, how he started dropping in tons of subplots, the Guardians of the Globe um, getting more face time. Invincible went to the bottom of the ocean. He went to Mars. Titan took over the mob. Angstrom Levy was introduced. The Reanimator returned. Alan the Alien set the stage for the cosmic side of his book. Um, there's a lot of things, and you know he calls it a mess. I love know? it. That's how you felt though, because there was so much happening in the Reanimator. Like I completely even forgot about that, and that's yeah. got to be a huge part we haven't even seen. Uh, uh, Rick Sheridan. Yeah, we haven't seen Rick mm-hmm. yet as Rhiannon. So, so, so that's got to be coming too. So what I said um, back when you first started Volume 1, I said Volume 1 is very much the origin. It's the beginning of all this. Volume 2 is very much the, here's a ton of storylines. There's a ton of threads. I'm super excited for you guys to read Volume 3, the next you know set of issues, because that is when we're starting to get things tied up. You know, he put all those threads in. So now every issue is not only going to have a new thread, but it's going to tie a thread. And so now moving forward is we're going to get a lot of really good stuff. I'm going to try not to binge. You Yeah, because you read 
I am too in one day. Yeah, I'm. I forgot a lot. I'm not gonna do that again. That's fine. You have more time to read this one. We've got a month, so and I have two copies now, so both of you will be able to read it at the same time, so you don't have to share. Read it as usual. Mm -hmm. And it's like at certain points, I actually like to stop because I just like to think about it and yeah. let it kind of sit in. So I um. Like I said, I'm excited to see this. The tie-ins. Mm -hmm. um, that's so, new artwork. Yeah, so that's, um, at this point, um, Brittany's talking about the cover to issue 14. Um, there was a few issues um, uh, around, around, those, that, around that time frame in which uh, they had different artists draw the covers. Um, so some of the covers look completely different. Mm -hmm. That is um, um, Eve and Mark. He does look older, a lot older, and so does Eve. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of playing off the fact that in the beginning of this issue, they fight the Flaxons who age very rapidly. Oh, okay. So it's just a fun cover. The covers never necessarily have anything to do with, you know, the actual issue themselves. They're usually mm -hmm. just kind of like an indication of the issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some saying. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, so that does it. Uh, Liz, sorry, did you watch Outcast with Bill? Or did he watch that himself? No. Okay, I was just curious. I was going to get your thoughts on it, too. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, it's all right. Kirkman has another comic called Outcast, and they made it to a TV show. Oh no! Hmm. On um, Cinemax, and it was released online. But it's about exorcisms, and it's very scary. Oh, it sounds like something I would love. You should check it out. Because did Bill, he watch it? Yeah, he didn't like it at all. So how did I not? When did he do this? I have no idea. And now I just ratted him out. And you ratted him out. You should. Uh, you it's should check it out though, because I'd be curious to see what your thoughts were of it. Um, I might actually watch it just so I could talk about it on the podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know if that interests you. Interest. No, I don't, yeah. I don't fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither, no, but was, we'll see. I was surprised. Yeah, that you oh, said that's you what I mean. I, I, I might give it a try. I watch Penny Dreadful. Like, that's as dark as I go. Yeah. Oh. All right, it's it's boiling in here. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, this was great. Uh, we'll be back um, next month with uh, our discussion on Hardcover Volume 3. Um, really excited for where that's going to go and get your thoughts on it. So... Thanks again for joining me, Liz. Thank you. Thanks, Brittany. Thank you. And good night. Bye.